0: All right, what's up guys? Welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast Tupic Podcast. It is Wednesday, June the 28th, 2017. And as I mentioned on Tuesday's episode of the podcast, today's podcast will feature an interview with an SEC coach, and that coach is South Carolina head coach Frank Martin. Uh, We actually did this interview on the Marching to Madness podcast, for those of you who are just listening for the first time. I also host a national college basketball podcast called Marching to Madness, and we interview coaches all around the country. We've had several SEC coaches on, and as we continue to go forward and have these SEC coaches on that podcast, I will also share the interview on the Southeast Hoops podcast, obviously, since this is an SEC basketball podcast. want to make sure everyone gets an opportunity to listen to that interview. So if you're someone who only follows this podcast um, on SEC basketball, you can you can listen to that. So talked about a lot of different things with, with Frank Martin, uh, talking about that Final Four run, just what it meant to that program, how it's kind of changed the dynamics in terms of recruiting, and other things, uh, you know, based on their national profile now, how things have really come along and kind of changed for the better there. And based on where they were when he first started at South Carolina, this was a program that, that quite frankly, was in a bad position. And he knew he was going to have to lay the foundation, and it's taken several years to do that, but we all know that it paid off last year with that Final Four run. And we touch on that a bit, uh, also talk about, Uh, You know, this roster coming into this year, and it's going to be an intriguing roster because we know what they lost. They lost in Darius Thornwell, P.J. Dozier, Dwayne Notice, three big parts of the puzzle there. But the guys they have coming back and that that added experience of being on that team that went to the Final Four, playing extended minutes for a lot of these guys, especially we talked specifically about Chris Silva, uh, who became just a beast last year both scoring, rebounding, did so many things well for this Gamecock team. Um, and then we also talk about Mike Coatsar, someone who, who got valuable experience as well, played significant minutes. Uh, and then we touch on some other guys within this program that are going to make a, a big difference. For Kim Felder, someone who, who played you know significant role last year as a freshman, and he's going to play an even bigger role this year now when you think about what's gone in the backcourt, and he'll have an opportunity to make that jump as a sophomore and see a lot of, you know, his role change to where he's carrying a much larger lo- load for the South Carolina team. And then we touch on a couple of the transfers, Corey Holden and Frank Booker, two guys who are going to come in and, you know, Frank Martin believes are going to be able to help them right away. Um, so, so this roster is going to be one that a lot of people are going to look at and wonder how the pieces are going to come together. Uh, and when you obviously, when you look back and know that they've lost what they've lost, um, it's going to be easy for a lot of people to pick them far, further down in the SEC. And like I've said many times before, it, it seems like every year they're picked further and further down, and they just continue to kind of defy the odds and defy the critics year after year. Um, and so it, it will be interesting to see kind of where they're placed in the preseason. But as I continue to say, you just cannot underestimate a Frank Martin coach team. Uh, just a wonderful discussion with him, really one of the nicest guys, and he even says and you know we've always kind of labeled him as this, but he's one of the most loyal guys you will ever speak to. Um, he's just such a a great human being, loves what he does, and he just talks about how lucky he is to have this opportunity and we also kind of discuss the impact that that guys have had on his career, guys like Bob Huggins, West Virginia head coach who really kind of helped him get started in this thing and kind of form his philosophy and become what he is today. Um, so a really just a fantastic discussion. So let's go ahead and dive into the conversation we had with South Carolina head coach Frank Martin. Uh, so here you go. All right, guys, welcome back to the Marching to Madness Podcast and we welcome in South Carolina head coach Frank Martin. And coach, uh before we dive into your team there, I want to talk about what I know was just a special week here this past week and seeing your guys and Darius Thornwell, uh PJ Dozier both get opportunities there at the NBA level. Just how special has it been just to kind of see those guys make that jump to the NBA?
1: Uh extremely excited. That's uh you know, those kids come to school here and at all the BCS schools around the country with the dream and the hope of uh of making it there one day. And uh that's a big, big part of my job is to help them achieve their dreams, to to help them uh uh, get closer to, to living their dreams and uh that's the next step. Now they both uh they both got a foot in the door. Now they gotta go in there and and utilize all the life lessons their families have taught them and, and uh, the experiences here in South Carolina have taught them to, to put themselves in the best place they possibly can to, to go earn uh, a spot on those teams.
2: Coach, coming off the Final Four now, how do you compare the energy of the program to where it has been, even with the loss of, like we're saying, P.J., and just three great seniors? Well, I, uh, twofold. Uh,
1: first of all, uh, the ones are players wise. The ones on our team have a taste of success at the highest level. So there's a hunger and appetite uh, to, to, to to experience that again with an understanding of how hard it is to experience. So there's a confidence and a desire in place. With the guys that are we're recruiting, uh, we're recruiting from a bigger pool now. It doesn't mean we we recruit a different young man just means there's more to pick from because there's a certain level of interest that um, success is possible at the highest level at, at the University of South Carolina. And then lastly, in our community, in our state, uh, and with Gamecock fans, um, after so many years of, uh, uh, of you know, disappointment, for lack of better words, uh, to finally break through and make a run in the NCAA tournament, there's a sense of joy, uh, a certain, a sense of belief. Uh, that gives people excitement that, here we go, let's try and do this again.
0: Coach, And uh, talking about some of the guys that were key factors, obviously, on that NCAA Tournament Final Four team last year, uh, Chris Silva and Mike Kosar really seemed to progress throughout the year and really late in the season gave you guys a lot of production and minutes. Uh, are there specific facets of their game that you guys are kind of working on this season to kind of help them make that next jump? Uh, Yeah, absolutely.
1: Player development is the dearest thing to me in my heart, Uh, helping guys continue to improve and get better. I'm a high school coach by by trade, um, uh, which means that you have to teach the game, you have to help players understand and get better, and uh, I've never disconnected with that. Um, And uh, you look at our history, whether it was at Kansas State or now here after five years, uh, I think we've proven that our players get better. And uh, and it's going to be no different with Chris and Mike. Uh, Chris took a huge jump as a player from freshman to sophomore year. Uh, Mike, I expect him to take the same kind of jump. Uh, and then it's about progression. Uh, both the guys uh, played out of the low post for us uh, this past year. Uh, now it's uh, with both guys, it's a, it's a matter of uh, – Progressing their team to to be able to play uh, more facing the basket, uh, to, to shoot jump shots, to uh, to do the little things that that they have to do to continue to improve. Because out of once like we started this conversation, PJ and Darius, out of respect to Chris and Mike, in as a professional player, they're not going to be only a low post player. Uh, they're, they're based on their size, they better play facing the basket and understand the physicality of playing at the basket. So uh, we have to continue to help them grow as players.
0: And, Coach, another guy you talk about maybe making that freshman to sophomore jump this year, Kim Felder, uh, you know, obviously had a good freshman season, had a lot of experience being able to play some key minutes for you guys in that tournament run. Uh, kind of how does that experience help push his game forward, specifically going into this season? Oh, him and
1: I'm going to use two guys. Uh, you, you brought Rakim in. I'm going to bring a second guy in there and Hassani Gravit. Um, those two guys played valuable, valuable minutes in big, big games. So there's a, there's an experience factor from a game standpoint. But where they got the most amount of uh, uh, experience is having to practice every single day against Dwayne Notice, Cinderius, PJ Dozier. Uh, daily matchups in every drill and every four-on-four segment and every five-on-five segment uh, made them understand uh, the, the, the speed, the strength, uh, the, the everyday approach as to uh, what's needed to be able to succeed and win games. And, uh, and that's a combination of the game experience uh, and those practices Uh, is going to put both of them in a much, much better place. And that's uh, that's a huge, huge advantage. Uh, You know, let's backtrack a second here. Chris Silva. uh, Chris Silva's freshman year, he had to practice every single day against uh, Limonis Mendalgas who were both seniors, and Michael Carrera. And they all had a different uh, sense of of, of talent of what they brought to our team. Chris had to deal with all three of that in practice every day allowed him to grow. I think you'll see the same thing from Rakim and, and, and obviously the son.
2: Coach, uh, I'm looking um, forward to seeing Corey Holden now with your guards, you know, in, in the rotation where, where is he now as a player versus when he enrolled at South Carolina?
1: Um, yeah, I'm
2: just like you.
1: I can't wait to watch him myself. It's, uh, he, he, he can really, really shoot the basketball and, uh, Uh, unbelievably heady player understands, uh, how to play, uh, you know, when you, when you average 18 points a game for two years in division one basketball, uh, you have a confidence about your abilities. Uh, now it's a matter of getting them out there and and playing, uh, within our structure and also me being creative to utilize his talents to grow our structure. So we have more, more things, uh, more options that we can utilize his talents in. Um, uh, he, he, uh, he's probably put on 20 pounds since he's been here. Uh, our strength coach uh, is, is the best in the business, Scott Greenewalt, and uh, he has built Corey's body uh, to be able to withstand the strength uh, that he's going to require to, to deal with on an everyday basis, not just in our practices, but playing the kind of schedule and, and playing in a league like the SEC. Uh, along with uh, uh, just uh, understanding that that's where the redshirt year is so helpful. Uh, he He's learned our system. He's got an understanding of our terminology. I've been able to see him as a player. So I get a better feel for him uh, rather than try and figure him out for the first time when he's playing games. And uh, so it's a little bit of everything, but me, just like you, I'm, I'm extremely excited and can't wait to see him on the court.
2: Coach, another guy I, I kind of had looked at. I saw Frank Booker play for Florida Atlantic last season, and, and he's an impressive player. And I know he went to the Sweet Sixteen with Oklahoma. Now, how do you think he can potentially help uh, the program? You know, right away?
1: Yeah, I, I uh, you know, I, I really don't know uh, what happened last year at Florida Atlantic. Uh, uh, it just happens, uh, you know. I, I. I coached two transfers at Kansas State um, and one here in uh, Danny Clemente, Curtis Kelly, one went to Miami, the other one to UConn, had no success in those programs. And then they came to us and had tremendous success. And then Ty Johnson, who played for us here, uh, didn't have much success at Villanova and then came here and was a very productive player for us. So um, I I don't know what happened in those places. Obviously, uh, things didn't work out. uh, But in Frank Booker's case, um, he was a young man that, that got consistent, consistent minutes on a Sweet 16 team uh, that had Buddy Heal, Jordan Woodward, and the other young man that, that played together for 100 games. Uh, he was that guard off the bench, but uh, he brings a guy with some size, uh, yeah, can can get on a roll and make threes one after the other, um, experience, age. Um, it's so important. He's played over 100 college games already. Uh, it's so important that, that someone like that uh, can combine with Corey Holden and then Rakim and Hassani uh, to, to go along with our freshmen uh, to, to, to be to – be, it, it's not a talent, uh, lack of talent. That's not what it is. It's having guys that understand how to manage the ups and downs of a long season. And Frank is, really, is very experienced in that based on his experiences.
2: Now, Frank, you've got a talented freshman group coming in. What are some things that stand out as far as the dynamics of this uh, recruiting class?
1: Well, let's start with the guards. Uh, we bring two young men in, and David Beatty. Uh, we already spoke about Frank Booker. Uh, David Beatty's just a winner. Uh, he's uh, he's just his mentality is a lot like Cindarius. He's a, a downhill attack. You every play. Uh, strong, just mean-as-a-rattlesnake kind of player. Um, uh, uh, Justin Minaya is uh, is a young man that we, we recruited in in the spring here and, and signed him, and he's 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, maybe, left-handed, uh, tremendous understanding how to play, um, was a full-time baseball player, part-time basketball player up until two years ago. And two years ago, he basically decided to make the switch and, you know, told his dad, anytime your dad's a general manager with baseball teams, uh, you know, you you got to go tell him like that. I I, uh, I want to pursue basketball, not baseball. Uh, I, I, that can't be an easy conversation. So uh, he did it, and uh, he committed to basketball two years ago. And I, I think that his days ahead of him as a basketball player are phenomenal. Uh, and then you, you add... Uh, to that, Ibrahim uh, Yumbia, uh, who's as athletic a player as I've probably ever coached. I don't think I've been around a guy who's a better runner, jumper, dunker, shot blocker than him, as far as um, what you see. Uh, and uh, and then you you combine that with two just big big guys and Felipe Haas, who who at six nine six ten. Uh, Probably the best shooter on our team right now, and uh, with tremendous passing ability. And then, a uh, young man that I think uh, he's going to be a tremendous player in our system uh, is Jason Cutt, seven foot one from uh, uh, you know Myrtle Beach, uh, South Carolina. Just uh, uh, as he continues to change his body with his footwork, his hands, uh, he's got the ability to, to do some special things.
0: Coach, and finally, uh, we've talked to a lot of coaches this off season, just talking about their coaching influences, background in basketball. I know Miami Senior provided you with such a foundation for your career. Uh, we had Bob Huggins on a week ago, and he was just talking about the respect that he had when he first met you and all the things you are able to do there. Uh, just how big of an impact has he kind of had on you and your philosophy from the very beginning as a coach?
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, this is how crazy. If you If you pay attention in life, and, and you, you kind of try and accept people's help rather than try to give people answers all the time. You end up in a pretty darn good place. I'm a perfect example of that. Uh, at a young age, I came across uh, Marco Shakey Rodriguez, who was my high school coach, who I then ended up working for for, uh, for nine years uh, to this day. as a father figure to me. Uh, he taught me my basic approach uh, to how to deal with basketball and how to deal with life, uh, and a work ethic, and an attention to detail, and a belief uh, to invest trust in, in young people. Uh, and because of that, uh, I end up meeting a guy named Bob Huggins as a young assistant high school coach and developing a friendship with him. And, and, and you know, and he's become a, a big brother to me. He's become the guy that gave me, helped me catch a break in college basketball and uh, believed in me to hire me on his staff at Cincinnati and entrusted in me as we continued to move forward to, uh, to take me with him to Kansas State and then uh, on his way out of Kansas State convinced that president, uh, John Weefall, to give me an opportunity. And uh, uh, that's something that uh, I'm forever, ever grateful for. Anyone that, that knows me will tell you that there's two consistent things about me. Uh, my daily uh, commitment to being honest and I am the most loyal human being in the history of mankind. And, and, and when you consistently um, put people like Shaky Rodriguez and Bob Huggins in someone's life like they were to me, uh, if you just pay attention and you're willing to embrace the lessons that they're trying to give you, uh, you have no choice but to succeed. And that's why I'm the luckiest man around.
0: Coach, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. I know both of us covering the SEC, we'll get to see a lot of you this year. So uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again here in the near future. Looking forward to it, guys. All right, guys, that was our interview with South Carolina head coach Frank Martin. And like I said, it was just you know filled with valuable information about this team he's going to have this upcoming season. And like many SEC teams we've talked about, this is going to be one that coming into the year – it's going to hard be hard to, to kind of pinpoint where they could fall because they do have guys who have that added experience. But, you know, you have to be realistic as well and understand that replacing uh, Sendarius Thornwell is something that's going to take some time and, and watch how these guys grow into those larger roles. But I do think Chris Silva is just going to have a monster season. Uh, we saw that progression he made last year, and it's only going to get better this year. You know, Martin was talking about him expanding his game a bit being able to knock down more jump shots and such. Uh, so he's going to have a special year, I think, uh, there in Columbia. But hope you enjoyed that conversation with Frank Martin. And like I said, we will continue to have more SEC coaches on the Marching Mad- Madness podcast. I'll have different guys as well here on the South Deep Hoops podcast, but want to be sure that we share them on both, especially when we get these guys on. Um, that way, you know, if you're someone that only subscribes to one of the podcasts and not both, you have an opportunity to listen to it either way. So thanks as always for listening to the Southeast Hoops podcast. Be sure you're subscribed now on your podcast app. It's available all over the place. Just search for Southeast Hoops. You'll be able to find it. Subscribe and every episode can be delivered to you as soon as they go up. Um, and again, just thank you for your continued support of the website SoutheastToops.com. as more written work continues to go up. And thank you for support of SEC basketball and the podcast. So uh, thanks as always, guys. I will talk to you guys in tomorrow's podcast.